You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Winning Cures Everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. Welcome in. Winning Cures Everything is the Monday, August 23rd edition of the show. I'm Gary. And I'm Chris. And we've got a, a few things to discuss today. The finale. The finale of our NFL team previews. And I'm kind of excited about it. I mean, this is eight shows that we have done, one division each, and I'm stoked. I am absolutely yeah. stoked. Uh, AFC South is today. We are going to talk a little more realignment news. There is more that has come out in the last few days, and we are going to hit on all of it. I am pumped about it. Chris, how's your weekend been? Weekend's going well. Everything is wonderful. Did You didn't happen to watch Pacquiao, did you? No. It's, I, I'm telling you, I don't know why people pay for pay-per-views where you, you almost know what's going to happen. Like nobody expected him to get beat, but it's like he's a forty-one-year-old boxer. I mean, what are we doing? So there, there are three. There are three boxers I'm willing to pay for right now, and they're all heavyweights. So who are the uh, uh, Wilder, Fury, Wilder, and Joshua, Joshua, and Fury? Yep, that makes sense. That makes those, sense. Those, that's the list. That's it. And not, and I need them fighting one another. Not the unless Paul brothers. somebody else is going to come up. We we're not doing the Paul brothers, huh? Uh, no, no, oh, hell no! Oh, I was trying to think of like some heavyweight that I'd never heard of before. No, hell no, no. no, I'm done. Uh, uh-uh. no, 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 that's all, all right. a fiasco. <laughs> yes, it absolutely is a fiasco. You are correct about that. But hey, it always draws for whatever reason. I don't get it, but alas, here we are. People are morons, Gary. People, people are morons. People pay to be entertained. I don't think anybody pays for the actual fights anymore. But I don't know that anybody's actually nuts. watched one of those shows and been really entertained, like. There's parts that are funny, but they're like three or four hours long, and they're unwatchable. They're it's awful. Do you think anybody pays for those fights in order to like watch Snoop Dogg commentate or watch Pete Davidson rip on the fighters before they go in the so, ring? So here's the like, issue. Yes, but if this thing lasted 45 minutes and that's what you got, you got Pete and you got and you got a uh, Snoop. Like screwing around for forty five minutes, you're golden. 
You ask Snoop to go three hours long, you're getting garbage content from him the entire night. Yeah. He's spreading out the gold all over the place, okay? It's awful. I think there's a huge population of people that are watching, hoping one of these guys gets their ass kicked. But I think we're at a point now where you're, you kind of realize they're not going to do that. They're just going to handpick opponents and, and nobody, they might lose a fight one day, but, but it, they won't ever pick somebody that comes in and just beats the brakes off of them. And, and therefore I don't care. I, I just do not (laughs) care. I tend to agree. I tend to Old man and me is out of this business. That, uh, that does make sense. That does make sense. Um, let's go on and go through the rundown for today. Winningcureseverything.com is the website. Go ahead and visit over there. Everywhere you need to subscribe, everywhere you need to follow, all that good stuff you can find right there. Very easy to do. Uh, the YouTube, Periscope, uh, or Twitch, or Twitter, uh, whatever it is. Uh, yeah, just go to the website, winningcureseverything.com. Uh, leave a nice five-star review over there, if you would, so kindly, over at Apple Podcasts. I think that's the only place that you can actually review So do that, and then, of course, hop in on YouTube, jump into the chat. We would love to hear from you. The show is brought to you by BetUS.com, where the game begins. And, man, I've been betting with them since I was 21 years old. That is, what, 17 years? That's that's a pretty long time, pretty long time. And they have treated me well the whole time. They have got a 125% deposit bonus right now. The promo code is NCAAF2021. And it's right there down in the description if you're listening to the podcast or watching on YouTube. You can go down, click the link, and it pops that promo code in right there for you. Very easy to do, so go ahead and knock that thing out. That would help uh, help BetUS. That would help us out and lets them know that you heard about them from us. So go ahead and do that. Uh, it, man, it's up to $2,500. A 125% deposit bonus that is sportsbook exclusive. So go ahead and check it out. BetUS.com, where the game begins and I do a show for BetUS, a college football show. The link is in the description to subscribe to that. Chris and our buddy Sam from Westlot Pirates do a show for Sportsbook Review. You can find it at sbrpicks.com slash NCAAF. Very easy to find, very easy to do. Go ahead and subscribe to both of those. The link is in the description for that one as well. Really, I mean, every link that you could possibly need is right in the description. So go ahead and just check that out and check out all of it. Let's dive into the topics for the day. Topic number one. The Big Ten ACC Pac-12 Alliance is expected to be formally announced soon. Now, this was brought up on Friday afternoon by Nicole Auerbach over at The Athletic, and then a lot of other people started running with it. There were more updates that came out on Saturday. And I'm, I'm curious about all of this. I don't know why you would even need to make a formal announcement about, hey, this is how we're going to vote, and this is what we're going to do, and da 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 because they're not really going to give details of exactly what this alliance is. There have been a lot of questions that have come out regarding this alliance. For example, the Big Ten and the Pac-12 are both Fox uh, entities, right? They do have the ESPN games every so often, right? There's a game that pops up on ABC and this and that. But for the most part, Big Ten has got the Big Ten Network, which is a Fox property, And the Pac-12 does the majority of their television stuff through Fox. The ACC has a deal with ESPN and AB, like the Disney company. And I'm curious about if ESPN comes in and tries to get the ACC to vote to get the playoff rolling earlier so that they have exclusive rights to the expansion, 
what does the ACC do in that regard? If this has to do with scheduling at all, does ESPN feel like any of the matchups that would come in with Ohio State and Clemson or Florida State and Oregon or whatever, does ESPN feel like those matchups because of the scheduling alliance, is that worth more to ESPN to make them go back to the renegotiating table and actually pay the ACC more money and get them out of their deal before 2036 when it's up? There's a lot that could be in question here. Chris, when you saw that this was going... I mean, obviously, we talked about this on last Monday's show because that's when it was first rumored. Is there anything that could come out of a formal announcement that would make you think that this is worth anything other than, hey, we've got a a two-year commissioner that tried to cancel football and then two first-year commissioners that I don't... I don't know if everybody is always going to be aligned on everything, but apparently they're going to vote together, all 41 teams. Tell me tell me your thoughts here. I mean, like I said, we think that that's the expectation. I think all this does is hurt all the small schools that are in, in those conferences. And the reason it hurts them is because in the ACC, there are far more small schools than there are big schools. Okay, In the Pac-12, there are far more small schools than there are big schools. And collectively as an alliance they have more i guess power and influence over those schools than they do as an individual conference and therefore this is just going to be the big boy conferences strong arming the little guys into doing what they want what benefits them um i do think the espn thing is going to play in if i'm the acc they're already not happy with that deal so they're definitely not giving espn any benefit of the doubt they're definitely not voting for anything to benefit espn um even without the alliance because they're not satisfied with the deal they they realize they got a they got a bad deal it's a good deal for espn and espn's to this point not willing to tear the contract up and renegotiate it and give them you know what they're actually worth so uh, this is going to work out exactly the way the SEC deal worked out. CBS took advantage of the deal as long as they contractually could. And and the SEC said, okay, you're owed that because we made a bad deal. But when this deal is up, we're done and we're not partners anymore. And you've burned a bridge. Uh, so I could see that happening. I could see that really happening. At same here. Same here. Uh, Nicole Auerbach, in part of her writing, said there are many administrators in the Big Ten, Pac-12, and ACC who believe in the collegiate model and want it to continue. Even those who have enthusiastically embraced name, image, and likeness reform don't want to see college football become an actual minor league system for the NFL with a draft, player salaries, and the like. They worry that the SEC's aggression could lead to something like that. I think that the SEC's quote-unquote aggression is way, way overhyped here. All of these conferences, everybody that's freaking out about this, any of these conferences, if Texas and Oklahoma had come to them trying to get out of their Big 12 deal, they all would have done the same thing. Yes. So I don't understand why everybody believes that this is aggression. I don't think the SEC is expanding further. I think they had an opportunity here to grab two of the biggest brands in the sport that are also somewhat regionally... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Regionally yeah, synced. Aligned, yeah. Aligned. Yeah. And and they all seem to want the same thing. Like, it, this is the biggest, baddest brand in college football. 
it, moving to 16 teams almost always felt like inevitability or an inevitability. Sure. I don't I don't think that any alliance or anything like that is going to stop anything like this. Like if Clemson and Florida State decide that they want to get out of the ACC, this alliance does nothing. Like if the Big 10 decides that they want to bring in more teams, this alliance does nothing. That's right. So I I don't understand why this is becoming such a big thing. I don't think that any of the matchups that brings or that this alliance brings to the table I, will make anybody redo TV deals. I wish I knew what they were afraid of um, about the collegiate stuff. And like college football is a minor league system for the NFL, but it's finally good that these kids are getting paid. Um, they're getting paid through sponsorships, which is probably the best way to do it because to let these schools do it would be a complete disaster because these schools are really bad at a lot of things. Okay. They're, they're decent at educating, you know, the public, but, but I don't, I wouldn't even say they're good at that, by the way, I, I would venture to say that more kids leave all of these college campuses with big, expensive loans, massive debt, a degree and very few of them get any help or leverage from their university that they graduated from to ever get a job that will actually help pay off that student debt. Yes. So, so I don't even think they're very good at the thing that they're supposed to be doing, which is educating uh, the public. All right. So, yeah. you know, much, much less being charged of paying, you know, college kids equally and equitably and all this other stuff. Uh, so, you know, I, I get you don't want to become a minor league system. What do you think you've been for the last 20 years in football alone? You and I have said this on this show several months ago. This all changed. For those that were worried about this becoming somewhat of a professional football thing, this all happened when the schools fought the NCAA to get their own television rights. And then they were allowed to package it up into conferences and sell it to the highest bidder and that number just kept going up and kept going up and kept. Well, that's what they are. What, what did it? What did it take for them to be able to make that much money and to do that? It took getting the NCAA the hell out of the way. Yes. It took moving the biggest governing body, the government, the governing body that oversees it. It took getting them and saying, "You're not a part of this." And now, look how much money we can generate. It, it's so I, nuts to think about because look at look at it this way: they still allow. A lot of the other sports, the NCAA sells the rights to those sports, and they're but not real. the football and basketball. All, all of those contracts are bad. Yeah, yeah. All of, like <laughs> like it's it's open knowledge. It's open knowledge to everybody who covers this stuff that the NCAA tournament, that the men's basketball tournament, is a terrible contract for the NCAA. They're getting dimes on the dollar for for what they should be getting. Okay. Based on the value of the property. It's the same thing that the ACC is going through right now with ESPN. because And, and it's what the SEC did with CBS. You live no, and you the, learn, no, right? No, 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 no. The difference is, is that ACC contract is a short contract. It is not. Well, no, the ACC <laughs> contract goes through 2036. Like the SEC's new deal that has not even oh, wow. started yet with ESPN. Okay, I didn't know that. It will be up for renegotiation in 2034 before the yeah. ACC's deal. Okay. I and thought the, the ACC, for some reason, I thought the ACC deal was done um, basically at the end of 2020. No, I, I will tell you this as but part no. of this alliance talk. It, it is interesting to me that the Big Ten's TV contract is up in 2023. 
And the next one up after that is the Pac-12 in 2025. So the Big Ten, this might be one of those things where the alliance comes in and they start looking at scheduling and this and that after the 2023 season so they can start making money off of those games and then there's no money left over for the Pac-12. There's no, there's nothing left for the Big 12 because they're not part of the alliance. And then the ACC, they can't even do anything. They can't even force ESPN to come in and renegotiate unless they add Notre Dame. Like, <laughs> and I don't think I don't think they're adding Notre Dame. What I'm curious, what would happen if they lost teams? If they lose teams, then you go back to the the renegotiating table. But at some point in time, they need to add or lose teams to be able to undo their contract so how how would you go about losing a team if you're the ac you would you wouldn't but i'll tell you what i would do is is i don't think it just has to be notre dame if i'm the acc and i'm that upset that that is the conference then that goes and picks off all of these big 12 teams that are sitting out there because because it's in your best interest to get that contract broken that's and so oh, yeah. if you add for they only have 12 teams in the acc right they're not at 14 no no they're they at 14, 14? Okay, then so if they go get two teams, whichever two they can get, and whichever two they want, whatever so their hearts desire, West you don't Virginia really care. And- you don't really care about the value of those teams. By the way, you really don't give a shit about the value of those teams. You're only bringing them in to to put in whatever language is in the contract that says now we have we have new teams entering, which means all of our current deals have a shelf life. They go away when we add these two new teams. And boom, we're done. Now, now we have to work a new deal out. Yeah, now we um, go back to the table. It would it would be a hundred percent in their best interest to do that, I, just just so they can break the TV deal. I I'll think you're this, right. But it would be it would be it would be worth it for them to find a couple of sacrificial lambs if they couldn't do that. To where they say you don't fit in our model. There's no reason for you to be here. You know, we don't need cable boxes in New York anymore. Sorry, Boston College and Syracuse out of here like we're not a northeastern team they are northeastern teams so if if they were to do that the only issue would be one like the contract you'd have to pay out whatever's left on that contract because you know that those two are not going to go easily but but also uh, when you do that it does it does break up that contract right it it makes it where you have to go back with espn but if espn looks at it and goes yeah but we were paying for inventory like that's that's 24 games that we're not getting now Right. And we also are not going to be in those households because that's, I mean, the ACC network, there's still subscribers. There's still people that, that purchase the ACC network. It's not nearly as big as the other ones, but it's just awful way, to get. It's, I, I can see where that would be like going back to the negotiating table when you don't have all your ducks in a row could end up being bad for them. So I, I, there's, there's a well, lot my, of my, my goal if I'm the ACC is to actually break this deal. And then make it to a point where we we're now we're now we're allowed to con- negotiate with everybody because we can we can go get a new deal. If you don't offer us a, a deal that we're satisfied with, we we can just go get someone else. And I do think that Fox is sitting out there w- willing to pick off everything ESPN doesn't want to touch. It it is funny to me that that Swafford before he retired like got this deal done because they realized if they don't have a conference network. Which they started the ACC network after the cable cutting, like the cord cutting had already started. Yep. So it was not nearly as profitable anyway, and they couldn't get almost any of the states to put it on as a basic uh, cable pack, like on their basic cable package. So without that, the ACC, like he knew he just had to have a a cable channel 
that was dedicated to ACC sports. And even then, like, they still don't necessarily operate the channel correctly. Like, the, the morning radio guys that they have on there talk about, like, lacrosse and this and that, and they don't, they don't hit on the bread and butter, which is football and basketball all the time. They hit on every collegiate sport, and nobody cares. Okay. Well, it's okay, it's okay to have windows where you're hitting on those things, but it can't be an everyday thing. Exactly, and it can't be a it can't be a regular thing. Like it has to be a you know when something special in that sport is happening in your conference, you hit on it then, and and you give it some time. But you that's not what your TV access is for. Exactly, exactly. So yeah, this this whole thing, uh, the the Penn State AD uh, did come out. And she said on Saturday that the Big Ten feels like it's in a really good place as the conference explores an alliance with the ACC and Pac-12. She said it continues to pay attention to what brings value beyond money. I do think that there are conferences out there that could bring value from a monetary standpoint, particularly speaking about our television contract and our television revenues, Barber said. The Big Ten really prides itself on being more than just an athletics conference in terms of our provost get-together. We share some library resources, some other academic resources. Barber said that 40% of the AAU schools, uh, AAU universities, uh, lie within the Pac-12, Big Ten, and ACC conferences. She said, I'm not trying to downplay the importance of value as it relates to upsizing our revenues. That certainly is important, but that's not the only reason. And I think that there are some reasons around like-mindedness that would be very valuable to the conference. I I do find that interesting. Uh, it, It makes me wonder about if something like the, the pandemic that hit last year. It, she was, it, Sandy Barber's one of the ones that was like, yeah, we should probably cancel the season. You bring in like-mindedness, you start talking about that kind of stuff when you're talking about alliances between collegiate sport conferences, because that's really what these are. These are collegiate sport conferences. I, I get real, and my ears perk up. How's that? My ears perk up when I hear something like that, like-mindedness. So the fact that 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 was brought up, mm, we'll see. Uh, They they had their first virtual meeting on Tuesday as the group begins its task of proposing a new governance model, talking about the NCAA stuff. Uh, This is going to be interesting to see what ends up happening. I I have no idea what direction they're going to go with this or what it means. I don't even think they do. Uh, But I do know, like we said last Monday, this has more to do with voting and trying to make sure that the SEC does not gain too much power, and I think that they are overthinking it, and they're probably going to hurt themselves in the long run. You, you agree with that? Well, I, you, you can't hurt yourself having an alliance. I mean, if if somebody if, if this is about vote, the playoff or something like that, like it, with the on. playoff, I think it could hurt themselves. Why, why? Hang on now. What do you mean? I don't understand. How can it hurt themselves? If they vote against a 12-team model because they don't want the SEC to get too many teams, I think the SEC was never going to get too many teams anyway. Yeah, I don't know that anybody's afraid of that. Do you think they're afraid of that? And there's been a lot of talk about it. That sounds, a yeah, lot but that of, sounds like a lot of people in college football like to talk about shit. Uh, this is a lot of ADs that are worried that the SEC is going to take up five of the six at-large spots. And they're just never going to do that. Well, look at the rankings. Like, yeah. like you can't just manufacture it. You can't just throw a team in there that's unranked or that's ranked in the twenties in there just because they're an SEC team. Exactly, it doesn't make any sense. Like, this is this is people being afraid of stuff that shouldn't be afraid of stuff. The twelve team playoff is in the absolute best interest of all the other conferences. 
because the SEC is the only conference, well, the ACC last year, technically, because Notre Dame was an ACC team member, but the ACC's never getting two teams in again, okay? The, the Big Ten's never getting two teams in. The Pac-12's never getting two teams in. They're just not, okay? They're, their chances every year is to hope to get one of three spots because one spot's going to an SEC team. Yes. And there's a really good shot that right now two teams could get it. Yeah. Yeah, I think you I think you're so, right. So going to 12 is the best thing that could happen to everybody else. And anybody that's afraid of going to 12 because they think that somehow helps, the only way it helps the SEC is if ESPN maintains control over it. Okay. Yeah. And that's one thing that if you're in the alliance, I completely understand and I completely respect, by the way. It let's open it up to a bid. We have a relationship with ESPN. That's fine. But the playoff can be a relationship with anybody. And what they should do if they ever vote to 12 is they should sell portions of the playoff to all four of the major networks like the NFL does, which is really smart. ESPN pays a metric shit ton of money every year for one playoff game. That's it. That's the list, and it's the shittiest playoff game of them all. And every it's still week, one of the most viewed things on ESPN all year. And they pay they pay a fortune for the for NFL. They get one game a week every week, which is Monday Night Football, and they get the worst playoff game you can get. And, and that playoff game has to be uh, simulcasted on uh, ABC. ABC. Yeah, yeah. So it has to be on linear television. So, so it's one of those. Th- it's one of those things where if if these all these because even the SEC, we're we're the money grubbing sons of bitches that started this. Okay, it's in our best interest to not let ESPN just have all of the playoff. We need to get to twelve, and then we need to get that sucker sold to give NBC a game, give give Fox, CBS a game. CBS, let them let all. let all of them just like the Super Bowl, man. Let all of them rotate out so like nbc if notre dame has a clause in there to where if notre dame's in the playoffs we get we we have to get at least one of notre dame's home uh, the games it doesn't matter yeah. it doesn't matter what where it's being played we have to get at least one of them so if if you know they're, they're going to be playing the first weekend because they're not a conference member um so so they can't get one of the top four spots so that game whether they're home or road nbc just gets like that, nobody gets to bid or, on that. Or it set it up how, where it each, like a rotating schedule where they get to draft whatever the, the best playoff game is or the the most viewed. Yeah, but if but if you have an alliance with, like if if Fox has an alliance with the Big 12 and the Big 12 or the Pac-12 and the Pac-12 gets a team in and they're hosting the game, they're the home team, then, then Fox should get first dibs at that game. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. And then they yeah. have to say, no, we'll we'll forgo that and you can have something else. I'm a, there's a way to do this where you make everybody happy and you also make everybody a lot of money. There's a way to do this to where you can go tell CBS, hey man, I know you don't have real college football anymore. You're I don't know what CBS is gonna put on um anymore at all. Maybe maybe they're just completely out of the college football game, but would would they be interested in a playoff spot? You know, I hell, I, I'm gonna I pick up the phone and I'm gonna try to sell them one because if they're just buying one game a year, they might pay a shitload of money for that one game. Yes, yes, they absolutely could, absolutely could. Now we have been all around the world with this because all these hypotheticals, really interesting to discuss. 
Save big money now on new siding from LP Smart Side at Menards. Update and beautify your home with your choice of 13 timeless colors of pre-finished engineered siding. It's durable and includes a Sherwin-Williams factory finish paint warranty that means no painting for years to come. View our entire selection of siding from LP Smart Side today. And don't forget to check out our flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money at Menards. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But we will hop off of that. You mentioned a lot of money. And speaking of that, the Big 12 remaining teams are going to be losing a ton of money when all of this stuff goes down. And a Kansas senator has asked the U.S. Senate Committee on Commerce, Science, and Transportation to hold a hearing to examine conference realignment's effect on, quote, the state of competitiveness within college athletics as well as the role of broadcast companies in realignment. And this was reported by the Manhattan Mercury on Friday. It's Manhattan, Kansas. So, Kansas State, you get the connection. Uh, this is interesting. Uh, Senator Jerry Moran, or Morin, or however you say it, said he was extremely troubled by allegations that broadcasters have attempted to incentivize conference cons- uh, consolidation. Now, this is all because of Bob Bowlesby and the letter that he sent to ESPN, the cease and desist, and and all that kind of mess. And then Bowlesby, you know, it tampered down and said, hey, you know what, it's, it's not worth discussing. We're not going to, you know, talk about this a whole lot because it's one of their own broadcast partners. It's ridiculous. But, you know, you can understand why they would be so irritated because they are about to go from making $37 million a year in media rights down to... At fifteen million a year, yeah. I guess. I mean, that is a lot of jobs in those states that are gone. You are not going to be bringing, and you won't be bringing in the same kind of crowds, all that kind of stuff, because you're not going to have the same matchups. Texas and Oklahoma aren't going to be coming every other year. Like it's it's going to cause an issue. And while we get that, I don't get what this has to do with Congress. I don't th- like we we have seen the NCAA try to get involved with the Senate and all that before, and while everybody has an opinion, everybody has da 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 da. You remember this happened with the NIL? Nothing ever got done with it. They never put out anything. We we talked about it for months, and nothing ever happened. I don't know that there is anything that Congress can do about this because the schools themselves are the ones again back in 1984. They fought the NCAA to get their rights to sell to the highest bidder. And just because the highest bidder is no longer offering the same amount of money because you are no longer tied with the bigger brands, I don't think that that is anything that the U.S. government should be involved in. Do you feel the same? So what I think is happening here is this is Bob Bowlesby has fingerprints on it. Okay. Yes. Hey, Bob Bowlesby is, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be good TV partners with ESPN because I want to maintain this relationship. But he has relationships in all these states with powerful people. And I think this is, hey, I need you guys to fight this from that side. 
And I think what they're asking for from a Senate perspective, if I'm not, and I might be wrong here, I think they're asking for investigative help. I think they want somebody to investigate and look into what happened here. Did we get any kind of tampering stuff that would cause, um, you know, uh, some, I would guess say restitutions to be paid to the big 12 by either ESPN or Texas and Oklahoma or the SEC. Um, whoever whoever was in the wrong here. I guess it couldn't be Texas and Oklahoma. They're free to do whatever they want. Yeah. But if, if there's tampering to be done by the SEC or by ESPN or by both, um, it's going to be really hard, I think, to investigate some of that stuff. But if you're using the federal branch of government, then then that becomes a lot easier because yeah. we, we have this thing that people like me really, really, really hate called the Patriot Act. But that means that it you don't you don't you don't need uh 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 whatever it's called the the federal like a warrant like Like a yeah you don't well you don't need warrants you you definitely don't need the uh, FOIA request like you don't you don't need any of that you you can just go into what if they didn't use the state computers and what if they didn't use the university computers and what if they use their own computers well the federal government investigates it that's fine too we can follow all those ip addresses and we can track everything down and we have documentations of everything that has been sent over the internet and we can find it because that's the government that we live in yeah yeah that's a completely different conversation but i think that's why that's why these guys are reaching out to that they're looking for rest i don't think they're looking to mend this relationship or to not allow texas and oklahoma to go i think they're looking for somebody in the courts to say tampering was involved these contracts were done under shady business and a percentage of the money that that is going to texas and oklahoma every year now goes to the big 12 that's that's just it yeah okay i can that makes a lot of sense to me a lot of sense they they want to figure out what exactly happened here uh there is a part in this article that says Last month, Big 12 Commissioner Bob Bowlesby sent a cease and desist letter to ESPN alleging the network is colluding with and encouraging at least one other conference to poach their remaining eight members. Now, it says multiple sources confirmed to The Athletic that the American Athletic Conference has attempted to engage three to five Big 12 members about potentially joining the conference with ESPN's support. That's, That's interesting, for sure, but... I still don't know what can be done about it. Even if, like, if they did find out, yeah, it's all going to be money. money. But, but what, what the senator has said, he said uh, it is causing extreme concern about the future of college sports. I, I don't no, know that this changes any of that, Gary. Like, that's that's government speak. That's politics speak. To where I have to, I have to put, I have to somehow show the public that this is something you should be afraid of. Okay. Yeah. That's that's their that's all these people do, by the way. It, it doesn't matter if you're on the left, you're on the right. It's I have to make somebody think in order for you to act on something urgently, you have to be afraid of it. This yes. is gonna ruin college sports, Gary. Oh, of course. And if we is. don't stop it, it's gonna ruin it. So it's it says uh Moran State is home to two Big Twelve universities, Kansas and Kansas State. In his letter, he said the consolidation of college athletics biggest brands could have a, quote, severe economic impact on college towns like Lawrence and Manhattan. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yes, of course sure. it is. Absolutely. Of course. So I, I, am, I am curious what they will end up doing with it. I, 
it, it this is this is so interesting to see. I have I've never seen anything like this in college sports. I don't even know what to make of it. I just it, but it's going to be funny. It's going. I'm curious funny. how it's going to play out. Oh yes. Oh absolutely. I had to cut off the podcast early, so I did want to jump back in here and knock out a solo segment because I want to talk about North Carolina football recruiting and how it relates to what we typically discuss with sleeping giant programs. Mac Brown over the weekend secured a commitment from the number three overall 247 sports uh, recruit, Travis Shaw, defensive lineman, number one defensive lineman in the country. And I wanted to kind of go through the history of North Carolina, just the recent history, and then what has happened since Mac Brown has taken over and kind of equate that to these sleeping giant programs that we always talk about where if you just get the in-state recruiting headed in the right direction, why people value certain jobs over other ones, even in a globalistic society where you can recruit kids from California to Alabama or kids from Washington to Ohio State, even though that is going on, and it will continue to do so, getting the homegrown talent can totally rebuild a football program, and that's exactly what's happening in North Carolina. If you look back, going to go through some of these years, it may seem a little dull, but I'm getting to a point. 2014, North Carolina got five of the top 25 kids in the state. They got the number one guy, and they had two top 10 guys. Finished number 30 in national recruiting. 2015, they got six of the top 25, the number two overall player in the state, and two of the top 10 guys in the state. Finished number 28 in recruiting. 2016, they got five again of the top 25. Number 17 overall kid in the state was the highest ranked one. And then they got zero top 10 kids. They finished number 32 in the country in that one. 2017, they had five of the top 25. The number two overall kid in the state, four of the top 10. And they finished number 29 that season. Now, 2018, year right before Matt came in. 2018, they got four of the top 25. They got the number three overall kid in the state, two of the top 10, and they finished number 20 in the national recruiting rankings. Now, Mac Brown's first season, now didn't have a lot of time to build a staff, build a uh, recruiting profile, build relationships with these kids. 2019, five of the top 25 in the state, number two overall in the state, two of the top 10, they finished number 30. That's when it took off. 2020, They got nine of the state of North Carolina's top 25 kids, including number one and then five of the top 10 kids in the state. They finished number 13 in recruiting that year. 2021, got 12 of the top 25 kids in the state, number one overall in the state, and six of the top 10. They finished number 14 in the national recruiting rankings. And right now, 2022 rankings, they were number 13 overall nationally, They have gotten four of the top seven recruits from the state of North Carolina to commit, including number one, number three, and number four. This is how you awaken a sleeping giant. That's exactly what Mac Brown is doing. It's what he did when he was at Texas. He recruited all of the best players, and yes, there were misses. We get it. Johnny Manziel and all these other guys. Jameis Winston wanted to go play. Whatever. We get it. But what I'm saying is he understands at North Carolina, you just got to keep the kids at home. And it's the same thing at Maryland. you got to recruit the DMV. Now, I don't know that Mike Loxley is as good of a coach as Mac Brown, but what I'm saying, you keep the kids at home. There are programs that can be stable, that can win, that can continue to do so at a very high level for a long, long time. So long as you give the kids 
in your own state, in your own city, a reason to believe in the program. That's exactly what Mac Brown is doing with the North Carolina Tar Heels. Same thing can happen with Georgia Tech. Same thing happened really with Texas A&M, right? For whatever reason, they could not be built up, and Jimbo Fisher has kind of awoken a giant here. And Kevin Sumlin, like he was able to do a little bit, but then he didn't win anything with it. So let's see exactly what happens with some of these sleeping giant programs going forward because Mac Brown has shown even, even in your mid-70s, so long as you give these kids in your state a reason to believe, they will show up in droves. 12 of the top 25 kids in the state signed with North Carolina last year. That is a massive, massive deal, especially when you've got Clemson coming in. you got Georgia coming in. you got Tennessee that used to always try and raid North Carolina for players now Mac Brown is kind of kind of doing a, a fence around the state. It's it's same thing with LSU, right? Nick Saban woke up the giant at LSU because there was always talent in Louisiana. This is going to be fun to see exactly what happens with Mac and those assistant coaches, the uh, the coordinators and whatnot, because they have done a fantastic job of keeping guys at home. Hey, they can keep it going. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, we're going to go ahead and wrap up the show. We we got a lot to discuss today, and we are going to finish the AFC South preview later on. Uh, but I've got to I got to handle some business. So, uh, Chris, is there anything else that we need to hit before we get out of here? Nope. Let's go. <laughs> let's go ahead and do it. Go to winningcureseverything.com. Everything you need to know about us, you can find right over there. We would certainly appreciate any subscription, any follow, all that good stuff. Go ahead and do it. The show brought to you by BetUS.com, where the game begins. You get a 125% deposit bonus if you use the promo code NCAAF2021. You can find it down in the description. There's a link that automatically puts that promo code in for you. Go ahead and click that thing, get signed up. It's football season, baby. We got games to bet on. Go ahead and hop in there. Again, 125% deposit bonus up to $2,500. It's pretty good. Pretty good stuff. Also, SBR College Football Show. And the BetUS College Football Show. Chris and I host both of them. Go ahead and subscribe. The link is down in the description. Chris, let's go ahead and get out of here. You guys have been fantastic. We appreciate you watching the show. We know it was a short one, but you know we did have some things to talk about. So we will have more to discuss on Tuesday. With that said, let's go ahead and get out of here. You guys have been fantastic. Take care of yourself. Take care of each other. And hopefully, all of your tickets cash this week. Thanks for checking out Winning Cures Everything. If you want to keep up with us, hit subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Visit the website at winningcureseverything.com or you can like us on Facebook or follow us at Winning Cures, at GaryWCE, or at Chris B. Giannini on Twitter. Share out the show, leave a nice review, and make sure to comment and tweet at us. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger 
for the ones who get it done.